Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Ronnie. Hey, Brittany. So there are a lot of episodes, maybe even most episodes, where we've been really critical of the government and its laws. Yeah, right? Maybe like, most okay. episodes. <laughs> Probably most episodes. <laughs> Even the historical ones, sometimes we're just like, oh, and they, you know, invented this because the law was bad. So, you know, we've talked about even public schools, which is, you know, the government, like how they have silly rules that are just, uh, you know, like like making kids sit in desks for eight hours a day and ask to go to the bathroom. That one always gets me. Like, you don't learn to self-regulate because you have to <laughs> up. Um, though when I was a teacher, it wasn't public school. It was a private school, but I did not make my kids ask because I just thought it took time away from the class. So just silly rules like that. But, you know, um, you might think that we hate all rules, you know, we're rule breakers and a little bit of rebels. I think that's a little bit true. I like being a little bit of a, of a rebel, just like our founding fathers were. Um, and it's, you know, true that we question a lot of laws, because I think if you understand government, you know, we just talked about bureaucracy in a couple episodes ago, you understand how most laws need to be questioned because they don't really make a lot of sense. And I mentioned when I was a teacher, I um, didn't make my kids, you know, raise their hand and, and ask for the bathroom. And again, that wasn't government, but just talking about rules. Um, I had a lot of my other rules. I had my kids question. They were free to question as long as they did it respectfully because power gets to your head. Even as a teacher, I learned that. And it was really scary to learn that about myself because sometimes you're just like, oh, it makes it easier if I make this rule. Like, I don't have to deal with this if I make this rule. But then you think, okay, how am I harming their freedom to grow as people and learn lessons if I'm making all these rules just because it's easier on me. And so I loved when they questioned my rules because I thought that that kept me in check too, yeah. you know? See, I always feel like I'm – at my heart, I, I actually am <laughs> – more of a rule follower often, but oh, the thing so. is, <laughs> but the thing is, is that I like having rules and guidelines to follow, but only when they make sense. So I was always that kid that for the most part was like, you know, uh, followed all the rules and did what I was supposed to until there was something that made no sense to me. And then I was the first person to be like, what, why is this a rule? And then I was a little bit, you know, um, sometimes I was probably a little bit bratty about it, but yeah. So I think <laughs> rules and laws are can be good as long as they make sense. Exactly. Is that where, that's where we're going with this. That's where we're going. Well, and we're going to talk about different kinds of rules because I think the word rule is kind of a broad term, like a big term that could mean a lot of different things. And I think for our listeners, the thing that probably comes to mind first are laws, right? Or, you know, rules in classrooms. So I'm going to break it down a little bit. Ronnie, do you have rules in your home? Oh, of course so. Yeah. I mean, they sometimes change depending on what we – need to make a rule on, you know, there's, there's sometimes things that weren't an issue before. Um, let's say, you know, the house that we moved in, where we lived before, we didn't have stairs. And then we moved into this house and we have stairs. So suddenly we have to create a new rule about yeah. behavior <laughs> on the stairs. So sometimes, you know, you have to come up with new rules or change rules a little bit. But yeah, definitely we have rules. Well, and I love that you brought up the stair example because it's not like you have these rules. I'm assuming it's not that you have these rules because you want to punish your children and stop them from having fun. <laughs> That's probably not your aim. I would I would hope so at least. You have these rules probably for a reason. So what was your reason for making rules about the stairs? Uh, because you can get hurt on the stairs. And if you are not using stairs appropriately or if you're like fighting or playing on stairs at the top of the staircase, you can really hurt yourself. And I don't really want my kids to hurt themselves very badly. 
No, exactly. And, you know, different houses have different rules. And it's also important to remember that Ronnie is not the government, right? So <laughs> she's allowed to make rules that are different. You know, we, we say the government can't make anything, any law that isn't about life, liberty, or property. But a lot of that is because uh, we think that that should be left up to individuals and their communities and their families. Yeah. So those are those are different. Now, um, I'm not saying every rule, like I'm just speaking from my experience. There were some rules my mom made where I was just like, that doesn't make any sense. But that was one reason I let my students question my rules because I felt like I couldn't question a lot of rules. And respectfully, remember, I don't think, Mm -hmm. and I'm not encouraging you to go sass your parents and tell them that they're wrong about everything. But, you know, like you and I talked about when we were kids, I I always liked the freedom to let people say, you know, like, why, what, why is this rule here? Like, what is that? For. And I think with the stairs, your par- your kids can probably think like, oh, that's to keep us safe, even though they probably still want to slide down the banister or <laughs> we did. I sh- actually shouldn't say this. I don't want to give the kids any ideas. Uh, stay safe on the stairs. <laughs> that's the awesome thing I did with my cousins and we got in a lot of trouble for it. Um, but so this actually kind of reminds me, I'm going to tie this back into John Locke and the principles of our constitution. We did a episode on John Locke many, many moons ago. So you have to check that out. And he was a philosopher philosopher in England that helped or shaped a lot of our founding fathers' ideas and and led a lot to that. And among them were the ideas of life, that government should only make rules that protect life, liberty, and property. And so that if laws are made to those ends, meaning if those are the goals, that those are just laws. You know, and there are more radical people. We've talked about anarcho-capitalism that might think that even that is too much, that the government shouldn't make any rules, you know, that people should be, you know, in charge. We're not debating that today. But basically what John Locke and the anarcho-capitalists say is just you have to follow, you have to protect what we call the non-aggression principle, which um, the title twins talk about in the golden rule. Um, but that is that you should not hurt anybody else. But if somebody aggresses upon you, you have the right to defend yourself. So if a if a you know bully comes and pushes you, you can't do you know you shouldn't do anything. You shouldn't hit anybody or anything. But if a bully comes and pushes you, you have the right to defend yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Public schools, I think, don't agree with that anymore. I think you're taught not yeah. to protect yourself, which is a whole other topic yeah. that is so weird to me. So okay, so even you know house rules might be different, but like these life, liberty, and property laws, like their specific reasoning, you can follow the logical reasoning you know stealing theft is against the law because that's taking someone's property obviously murder is against the law because you're taking someone's um, right to live Mm -hmm. so um, but there are other rules that are important too and this is what I want to get into so those are like basically like laws or mini laws meaning like they happen in your house those are rules where it's like you have to do this or there's a consequence that follows Um, Roddy actually what's what's a consequence for your kids breaking a rule or I'm sure it changes with each rule right it it does. Actually, I feel as though um, I should be more consistent with the consequences. That's something that as a parent I am working on right now. Uh, but it depends uh, on the yeah the infraction. Sometimes it could be something like losing a toy or going to timeout. Or if there's something else we were going to be doing that day that they were looking forward to, they might lose that privilege of getting to do that. So it, it often just depends on that moment, on what the consequence is. And I think a lot of parents, because I know me as a teacher, I'm not a parent, but also dealt with the like 
not consistent, right? Because sometimes yeah. you get in moods too. Like we're all human beings and it's hard to be um, – it's hard to be consistent all the time, especially if we're in like a bad mood or we're just, you know, mm-hmm. or someone does something that is, 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 you know, that is bothers us so much or is, or is a threat to their safety. So, okay. So those are those rules, but there are other things in life that have rules that come with consequences. So we talk about, or I talk about, you know, Jordan Peterson a lot and, um, Pedal Twins just came out with a book based on his 12 rules for life, yeah. 12 rules boot camp. Now the word rules are in that, but they're not rules like government laws or like the rules that Ronnie has in her home, there are rules you set for yourself. There are agreements you set for yourself. Like, okay, I need to do this because I know that if I don't do this, there is going to be a consequence of that. So one of the rules is um, in Jordan Peterson's book is um, always tell the truth. So don't, don't lie. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's just a rule you can set for yourself because one that makes you just a better person filled with more, you know, integrity, something you can be, proud of yourself you have those you build good character because lying isn't you know lying lying is a is a bad habit to get into so that's a rule you set for yourself and sometimes just the consequences you're not being your best self right it's not even like oh you're gonna get in trouble this this and that so I think that's a really interesting one that's a rule that uh, you set for yourself another one is um I'm trying to think of another good one. Oh, like something like um, he says, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Like just compare yourself to who you were yesterday. And that's just a good rule to live by because that helps you improve your own life. So these are different than like you need to do this rule or you're going to go to jail or you're going to get grounded or you're going to get privileges taken away. They have natural consequences. Mm -hmm. So if you're somebody who starts to lie a lot, people aren't going to trust you, right? It's going to be harder for you to – to be the best person you can be. So rules are not always bad, right? We talk about laws being bad, but rules are not always bad because there's different kinds of rules. There are the rules that you set for yourself to be a better person or to make sure that, that you know, I don't think your main goal should be making sure people like you, but you shouldn't be somebody who has such a bad reputation of being a mean or a liar that, that communities, you know, your community is harder for you to fit into. So things like that. Now, Ronnie, I want to kick it to you because you're my resident um, Mm -hmm. math or math and science girl, because that's not my strong suit. Um, There are rules in in that realm. And I'm going to put you on the spot. I didn't give you time to plan for this. But if you can talk a little bit about those, because they're still called rules. Well, I immediately know what to talk about when we're talking about math rules, because that would be order of operations. Good old PEMDAS. So for... Anyone who's not familiar, order of operations, or you may call it PEMDAS, or please excuse my dear Aunt Sally to remember that. That's right. That's how I learned it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But so this is actually interesting because in math, there's a lot of, I wouldn't even call a lot of math rules per se, because a lot of math is just understanding uh, patterns and understanding, you know, the kind of, um, like, yeah, the underlying underlying patterns of how numbers work and then being able to just work with things that already exist. But with something like order of operations, order of operations is one of the few things in math that is, you could say it was man-made, human-created as a way to help us when we are organizing the uh, like computations um, or or the operations that we're doing when given um, several different operations at once. So if you see a large expression or equation, what do you solve first? You can solve, um, actually it would just be expression, not equation. Sorry. I know no one cares about that fine point, but I just <laughs> wanted to clarify that. So there's definitely uh, rules on that and it makes a, di- and it makes a big difference. So sorry, I was about to go off on like 
order of operations stuff and I don't need to. <laughs> but that's that's really interesting though, I think, because these are rules that just like they help you get to truth, right? Because one mm-hmm. thing I love about math, even though some woke people will disagree, is that math has objective truth, meaning there's a clear truth and a clear, you know, not truth. Um, and so the rules help you get to that truth. And so it's almost mm-hmm. like a guide map. So it's like almost like it's to- almost yeah, so that we're speaking the same language with each other and so that we know the ways in which we're manipulating and playing with the numbers. So that, yeah, it's almost, the rules are almost like a way of having a same language. Exactly. So these rules aren't like, again, like laws. So there are different kinds of rules. And so I wanted to make sure I point out, because I was reading the um, Title Twins Bootcamp book yesterday or a couple of days ago, and that was one of the discussion questions in the end, or, you know, are, are, are all rules bad or, oh, excuse me, I can't even speak today, are all rules, that was hard to say, bad um, or something. I may have gotten the wording wrong, but I thought that was a really interesting question to ponder because I think we think of people like us and people who listen to our podcast, we think of rules as being bad or problematic, but we don't sit and think about why or we don't think about the different kinds of rules that there are. So there are a lot of different kinds of rules. Rules are not always bad. Some of them help us get to truth like we talked about. Some of them help us just become better people like the the 12 rules, you know, boot camp. So something to think about and, you know, next time you think about rules being all bad to kind of say like, okay, sometimes there are good reasons for this. Maybe my mom is trying to keep me safe or, you know, things like that. So We will wrap it up there. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. We love new listeners. And until next time, Ronnie, we will talk to you soon. All right. See you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.